I saw clearly why the church cannot get anything done. I went around to pastors trying to get them to join together. Let's have take Atlanta. Yes. I said, because if the churches will get together and have massive stadium crusades, yes. I said, we'll take over the city. Yes. Mm -mm. Everybody was focused on their ministry. And if we join you now, you're going to become another big name. You're going to be more successful than us. And each and every one of them, when I'm leaving, they will come back outside to see what car I'm driving. And God knew what was in their heart. He said, take your Mercedes with you. And then when they see my car, they say, oh, okay. Uh, I believe we can work with you. But that's where it ended. They came to the meetings here. I fed them lunch. Everything was beautifully decorated. They collected the flyers and all of that stuff. And when I checked with the representative they sent me, they never mentioned the flyers. They never distributed. They, they don't care. They're chasing their personal success. Amen. And when sons of God gather, all these people seeking their stuff show up. Isn't that what Paul wrote about Timothy? He said, for all seek their own. Get out of the way. What God has for you is bigger than what you're seeking. Yeah. Satan, eat your head out. When I was serving God hungry, you were mocking me. You were telling me I was wasting my time. But look at me now. Get out of the way. To fix you. Praise God. And when you are suffering, one day it looks like one year. That's the way it felt. Will this ever end? I told you it took me six years to discover that God was teaching me confession of faith. It took me six years to learn. God has all the time in the world. The quicker you are learning, the faster you will go. If you're a hard head, they can accommodate you. He says that a thousand years is like one day. Do you know how many generations of you will pass for God's 24 hours? He wouldn't even notice you came. You are just... If a thousand years is one day, how long is 70 or 80? It's a blink. There goes another one. Get out of the way. He said he's the God of all grace. Huh? So after you have suffered a while, he will make you perfect. Amen. Watch. He will strengthen you. He will put a strength in your God. Amen. Mm. Amen. You will no longer be flaky. Amen. You can take pain Amen. and stay the course. Amen. You can cry and keep going. Amen. 
that he will perfect you, strengthen you. Watch this. Settle you. You put your foot down and nothing can shake you anymore. Every man needs this. You've been flaky enough. Don't care how you get there, you keep going. That's what I model for you. Anytime you chicken out, it's okay. You're still the B group. No, you have to prove it. You have to quit yourself like a man. <laughs> he said he will strengthen you. He will settle you to whom the glory forever. Sometimes I run into so-called old friends and they're angry for no reason. And finally I got this phrase. I said, I didn't do it to you. You did it. You felt the pressure was too much and you quit. You felt you waited long enough and you quit. I didn't do it to you. I kept going. I told one of my friends, he used to come here and preach. I said, whatever you're chasing, will come and meet me here in Union City. But you can't find it. Chasing after it. I said, did you forget the things God said about us? How would you cower in the middle of pressure? And now you're going to start chasing what you left. Don't you know that God takes everybody through this? You see now, I told you this was a, a, a little pep talk. I'm about to shut it down. But just as I was walking, God said, you have a part two. Show them everything I took Paul through. For you to be reading from him. Show them his shipwrecks. When he was stoned. When a viper bit him. All the things he went through. But because he received grace, something has to be in your gut. It's not about the size of your muscles. It's your soul and the strength in it. Here goes my language again. He said, when you are shoved, you shove back. That language is so powerful. Where do I get the strength to shove back? Because I've been during you, shoving me all these years. And finally, God said, enough is enough. I'm going to put something in you. So the next time that devil shows up, you grab him by the neck. Say, I'm going to kill you if you don't leave here.
Why would you lose your greatest treasures chasing what is serving somebody else? Doc knows one of my friends. I even prophesied his ministry that came to us, Doc, and talking about what is this? He said, it's a Rolex watch. That's what he was talking about. Talking about his shirt. And I said, look at this poor man. You haven't had anything in your life, so God has given you a few trinkets. And that's the gospel you're preaching now? Somebody has to preach this money gospel. I said, show it to me in the Bible. Jesus says, you have two choices. You either serve God or mama. You can't serve both. That's why God told me in this ministry, he said, I don't need your help. It's a covenant, he said. I need you to consecrate yourself, study my word, seek my face, and take care of my people. My job is to take care of the people and finance it. Don't get in my business. Watch. I was meeting with Minister Ashby, and, and we looked at the totals for the quarter of that year, what, that particular quarter. And it was, I think it was like uh, $500 off to be a round number or something like that, or $50. I don't know what it was. Do you remember? Huh? It was $50. So I gave him $50 to put in the offering to make it a round number so that it would look nice. <laughs> and I left him, and I came to the altar to pray, and God screamed at me. Did I ask you for help? I don't need your help. I said, oh, I had to repent for giving the money. So who told you that I needed your help? So after I repented, I started praying. I'm praying in tongues, laying here on the altar. And all of a sudden, I felt like somebody was standing here. And, and he went, <clears throat> and I said, oh, I opened my eyes. And it was the minister standing here. I said, what is it? He said, look, he went to the mail, and God has sent 1,500. <laughs> and I was trying to make it up with, don't you see? That ought to tell you, you should get out. Many of you have been in the way. God keeps telling you, give me this. You say, well, I have bills. I have that. You keep doing your thing, and you're hindering him. Stop talking. Stop storming out of the house and jumping in the car and driving out. You're doing all these things. You're telling God you are not his. You are still your own man. You can't take any suffering, any pain. You can't even take a comment for heaven's sake. People are taking bullets for Jesus and you can't take a comment. So you get to the judgment seat of Christ and they're handing out rewards. And here come all the martyrs that people have suffered for his name's sake. Yes, and they say, okay, if you've suffered for Jesus, line up here. Yes, and then, and they get to you and they say, okay, what have you suffered? You say, well, they talked about me. <laughs> Join the reject line. <laughs> I don't think they will let you finish that. You think I'm making it up? He said that the servants of the Lord that knew the, the, his will, 
and didn't do it. He said, you'll be beaten with many stripes. He said, you'll be beaten in heaven. They whip people over there. I told you it's not the heaven you, you learned in Sunday school. But watch verse 10. But the God of all grace, who had called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while. So if any devil is telling you that suffering is not part of your covenant, they're lying. They're trying to deceive you. Because if you don't suffer with him, you will not reign with him. Suffering is part of the lesson, my pastor used to say. Sometimes you suffer. You don't have what you need. So then what would I have done when I was leading worship and preaching and didn't have food to eat? Then quit the ministry? Then I wouldn't be here today. After you have suffered a while, make you perfect. Establish, strengthen, settle in. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. This one, I'm not going to wait till next Sunday. Look at this thing so you can see what is happening to our generation. Look at verse 12. By Silvanus. Silvanus, eh? A faithful brother unto you. As I suppose, I have written briefly, exhorting and testifying. Let's read together. I want to go. That this is the true grace of God. You know this? He said, this is the true grace. You see? You see what they're preaching out there? That's the fake grace. He said, this is the true grace. God knew these things ahead of time. That the true grace of God involves suffering. That that's a season where you're just going through. And you see everybody rejoicing. It's normal. Rejoice with them. Yours is coming. Yours is coming. He said, this is the true grace of God wherein you stand. Not the fake one. That everything is ice cream and cake. And every time you suffer something, you quit. Get out. There's grace here. I'll finish with the illustration that Marilyn Hickey gave years ago. She used to do Bible encounters when she was younger. I think she's almost 100 now, 96 or something, or 90 or whatever. She, She said that the manifold grace of God matches the manifold trial. That for every trial, there's a grace. He said that God is the God of? And if you're not able to draw grace from him, it's because you're in the way. And he sent me to tell you? Get out of the way. Somebody should write a song. Get, get, get out of the way. Yeah, Elder Bobby got the next line. Grace is here. Grace is here. Get, get, get. Hallelujah. So watch. He said, the God of all grace. So when I run into roadblocks, 
I know there's something I'm missing. Because you have access by faith into this grace. We learned last Sunday. By faith into this grace. Thank God for giving you grace to stand this long. The man with the shield. Are you spending all your life fighting with him? While Goliath is resting easy. Do you know who the enemy is? But we wrestle not against. And why do you have flesh and blood on your mind? Why do you keep thinking that somebody is your issue? Go to the mirror. Take a look. You will get the greatest revelation. In Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for your word today. Thank you for making grace available to all of us. Whatever that's hindering us, open our eyes that we might enter in to the grace you have for us to overcome this enemy, overcome this pain, overcome the frustrations, overcome the lies of the enemy. Thank you for giving us grace in suffering that we may come through and win it. That Lord, even when we are crawling, we must keep moving. Even when we are limping, we must keep moving. Thank you. For your exceeding great and precious promises that we might be partakers of the divine nature. Thank you for blessing us. We give you the glory and the praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Isn't that prophetic? That the man with the shield fell out. I take that to mean that the man with the shield that you're fighting. That God just changed your warfare. That's an outward sign that a miracle just happened. You're going to get in a real fight after this service. In Jesus' mighty name. Can I get a thunderous hallelujah? It was so timely and so prophetic. Hallelujah. So God, use your testimony to bless everybody. And now, I will give you a blessing. I don't know what the blessing is, but I'll give it to you. Lord, I bless him in Jesus' name. Now, give it to him. Fire. One of the mysteries of our spiritual struggle and warfare against Satan is his use of the man with the shield. And it's so pertinent to this message on getting out of the way. The Bible spoke about Goliath facing down Israel for 40 days. And nobody had courage to go and war with Goliath. Until David, a 17-year-old, 
showed up with faith, with an active functioning covenant with God. Hey, and David said, who is this uncircumcised, non-covenant man? How can he defy the armies of the living God? We got all of that. But this is the one that has escaped us through the year. He said that Goliath had a man in front of him that was carrying a shield, protecting Goliath. And God opened my eyes to see that most of the warfare his children are engaged in is not even with the giant that's the main problem, but is with this man with the shield, distracting you from the main fight. That's what strife is about. That's what bitterness is about. That's what unforgiveness is about. That's what offense is all about. It's all the man with the shield. It is satanic distractions. And I showed you that uh, demonstration with the big guy in the back as the giant and the little guy in the front as the man with the shield, distracting you from the fight. But you notice that when David went against Goliath, he bypassed that man and went straight for Goliath. That's what you must learn to do. And almost prophetically, God demonstrated because the glory came and knocked the man with the shield down. Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit declared that we were delivered, we were freed from the distractions of the man with the shield. I bet you that many people that attended that service have forgotten that and they've got returned back to being controlled by the man with the shield. How does it happen? Something will happen. A conversation will take place or something, you know, and then you forget the fight and go and get distracted and get caught up with the man with the shield. Get out of the way. Grace is here. Whew, this message was, is so powerful, so profound, so pertinent, so applicable for your now. God gave it to me to round up our glorified testimonies and it has become such a huge hit with me. I don't know about the people listening, but it's so, it's so pertinent. It's happening every day. You don't know how many things have happened to me since that Sunday till now. Trying to distract me. <laughs> I just laugh at them. I'm not going. I'm staying focused. Looking unto Jesus. Look away from yourself. Look away from your circumstances. Look away from whoever said what or did what. Get your eyes back on Jesus. Get out of the way. Grace is here for you in Jesus' name. I decree it in the name of the Father, Son, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. Call 770-994-3777. As the man with the shield fell under the glory as I was preaching. <laughs> May every demon, every situation, every issue, every circumstance messing with you collapse now as you are listening to me. Fall <laughs> and powerlessly so in Jesus' mighty name. Get your testimonies in. 770-994-3777. Get your seed in. All the information are there on your screen. Sign up for Conquest 2023. Vessels of glory. Join me, Bishop Victor Zasike, to bring this glory to you in this year of destiny, the year of supernatural breakthrough, courage, faith, and patience. That's where we've been. 
and we'll be hanging out here for, for some years until we get into everything the Lord has for us. We are tracking to us this weekend. Don't miss Sunday services. Resurrection is not for everybody. It's for those that are thirsty for God and you're not in a hurry and you're willing to make changes. If you think this is a place for a pep talk, don't come. If you're not willing to change and be converted, mm -mm, it's not for you. We love you. God bless you. Gotta go. See you tomorrow. In Jesus' name, bye-bye. God is preparing the church for the return of the Lord Jesus. I'm so excited to invite you personally to come to the Conquest Conference this year, July the 6th through the 9th. He gave me this theme, Vessels of Glory. The conquest is what God gave to me as an avenue to share what he has taught me that has caused all these revolutionary blessings and deliverances and miracles to come forth that you will learn from me directly and flow in the same grace. Vessels of glory. He's promising that a glory will show up in the earth. And now he's given me a mandate to share the secrets to prepare so you will be one of those vessels God will use in this end time. I am inviting you pastors and spiritual leaders from me to you. Come and let's fellowship. Let us strategize for what God will do with all of us. We call it the end time global harvest. never experienced anything like this. People will get in the water and the glory of God will baptize them. Sometimes I don't even lift my hands and the glory puts the people in the water and we carry them out. happening right here at Resurrection House of All Nations, July the 6th through the 9th. This is your personal invitation. Your life will not remain the same. Your ministry will not remain the same. God is taking his church higher as he prepares us to be his vessels of glory. See you there.